Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booty's in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Yes, break glass in case of emergency podcast time, hey? Yeah. Can we? Can I just put it out there and say, oh my God, Australia's going to win the World Cup? Well, Australia is still in the World Cup, which is an improvement <laughs> over over this time yesterday. Um, I, 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 I went all in. I showed my true dedication to the Australian cause by watching the 10-minute highlights rather than the three-minute highlights. Nice. I actually turned it over and saw the goal and then turned it straight back off again. Yeah, well, you, you saw all you needed yeah. to do. Because it was probably at a reasonable hour for you guys. It was probably 9 o'clock uh, kickoff. Yeah, no, it started at, well, the, the game was supposed to start at 7.30, but it started about 9. I, I think, think, I think so. the telecast started at 9.30, yeah, at 7.30. Yeah. I, saw, I thought they were going, because I saw SBS were tweeting that they were going they were, you know, half yeah. an hour away from the start of the telecast, and I was thinking, the game isn't for another hour and a half after yeah, that. That's I, a I, lot I of pregame. Yeah, I looked at the tweet and said, you know, yeah, 7.30. Oh, I'll pity us turn this off. And I'm like, wait a second, where's the game? And I turned it on an hour later. And I'm like, where's the fucking game? Like, no. hey, I think anyway. all the games, this this World Cup is, is, this World Cup's a piece of shit. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of out on it entirely. In fact, I am out of it, out of it almost entirely. Um, it's funny, I'm, the older you get, the more you're not prepared to accept kind of moral sort of quandaries in, in the viewing yeah. of your entertainment. No, like, I feel I, like... like, like in, in, similarly, that I'd normally be really, really, really excited about um, Cam Smith, you know, charging up the leaderboard of the Australian Open in golf at the moment, but... He's taking yeah. that bonus or money and he can go fuck himself, yeah. basically, yeah. That's pretty much it, yeah. Like, you're good enough that, you know, he's, he's really... You would have made thing. enough money, he's yeah. really, really good, yeah. There's a lot of money on the PGA yes, Tour. but he I suppose there isn't... Yeah, I suppose there isn't sort of four generations of wealth sort of money, but yeah, I guess I just yeah, fuck it, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, every time I watch him, I think oh, I really want to watch. I really enjoy playing watch, but no, no. He nah, seems nah, like a likable dude too. You know, he, he yeah, does. He does, looks a bit like the lost member of the chats, but you know, it's it's, <laughs> a, it's an approach. I like how you've you've tipped us into talking about golf in the in the first five minutes of, of no, welcome back to the I, balls I podcast. I, I was trying to do a seamless oh, seamless no, station ident there, balls podcast. Oh. Um, Doc, he's Adam, and uh, hey. B- and Bezo is recovering from I don't know, posing, li- lifting weights on his Instagram or something. Maybe he's maybe he's Actually, dislocated he's been, a uh, lat or something. He's been uh, beamed up by Elon Musk's Starlink. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> Elon censoring his internet content because he <laughs> he's not fashion enough. Yeah. Fash is the fashion on the on the Twitter.coms. But yeah, it's like I mean, there's live golf. And the thing is that there's so much of this dirty money that. I think all they want us to do is to give up and just go, oh, fuck it. You know, who cares if yeah. Newcastle are owned by Saudi or who cares if fucking, um, but the thing is, there's not even that. It's not, not just that too. It's like even in sports where there isn't any as much, anywhere near as much dirty money, although all billionaires are fuckwits. Um, right. I, the, the, the Blazers are having a fantastic year and I can't enjoy it because their coach is a incredibly accused rapist of, a, of, and I just, I just can't, every time I see them play, I just, it just bounces back into my head like that guy is allegedly a complete piece of shit. <laughs> That's right. So the NBA, hey, 
man, it's weird. Yeah. Man, it's weird. I, I, yeah, but I mean, it might, it it might win you a bottle of scotch, so you can't complain too much. Well, I, was, I, I, I looked a couple of weeks ago and I went, well, I'm like five or six games back. What the fuck happened there? And it's like, and now I'm back on top. And I think as you I have said, played like, a few more games, though. I mean, your, your teams yeah, have played yeah. almost nine more games than mine, and and uh, six more more games than, than Bezos. But you are uh, four points up on Bezo, and and I am I am circling the bowl. I am. I, I was thinking about this because I'm I'm not going to get a, probably get a chance to get across to Australia until probably. Um, Easter or maybe even June next mm. uh, next year, uh, which will be perfect timing for me to present both of you with a bottle of scotch to because <laughs> I think I'm not winning this, and uh, and I think but- that might be the first chance we get to settle our debts. Look, you never know. The Lakers might trade for Buddy Heald and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's and, a game changer. That'll make all the fucking difference. Well, he's playing pretty well for the bloody um for the Pacers. Like yeah. they're they're on a bit of a run. Like you know, I, I like. Yeah, it was all the thing that those guys were going to get traded like yep. now or yesterday, and now it's just like, no, nah, you guys can go get fucked. Well, we the, we? Eight and two in their last ten, and they're yeah. fourth in the East. Now, everyone sort of says, "Well, this this can't last." I'm like, "Well, why not? Why not? Yeah, like look at the side is pretty good. Like you know, there's nothing, and they're playing good. They're, you know, it's I mean, this is you know, well, exactly. they're a lot like Utah in that they've got. You can't be sure whether what they've got this. I mean, Utah are sixth in the in the West, yeah, twelve and nine. Uh, you can't be sure whether what you're looking at is the last gasp of a team trying to put their their players in the shop window, or whether they might you know double down and go. Actually, fuck, we we could trade a few pieces, trade a few picks, and and go and do something really interesting. Yeah, and, and it's hard because all these sides, like you said, like your Utahs and all that sort of stuff, and even sides like you know, I mean, look, they're not they're twelfth, and it's not, but OKC uh, playing pretty well for a side that should have no right that should just be in you know the the, the tank pool long ago, like exactly yeah. right. I mean, OKC, we talk about OKC a lot because they're our f- and we're, they're our f- favorite terrible team because they're d- going about being terrible. In the perfect way, in that you, you're in every game, you're, you're giving your your young players a really good opportunity to win, and yet you're still going to be in the lottery at the end of the season. That's right. They're still probably going to have just as good a chance. How many sides get the fourteen percent? Well, the, the bottom yeah. three, and then and then fourth yeah. isn't too bad, and fifth isn't too bad. So they've really flattened that out. So and, they, and they can easily jump. I mean, um, when fucking old mates got Zion, uh, they were four. They had the fourth best odds. Yeah, I think that was the first year of the flattened odds. New Orleans and, is the and, team and, I was thinking of. Yeah, and if a side can keep their fans interested by being sort of slightly relevant, yeah. still have a chance. And look, if they get the Wemby Kitty and he works out all right, I mean- Oh, even if they get the second but, pick, the the Scoot yeah. Kitty, who's apparently really is really good. So then, you know, then they've got Shay, Chet, Giddy, who is- Shay's real good. Yeah, Shay's very, very good. And you wonder how- They oh. keep trying to trade Shay. You know, they, I mean, NBA Twitter keeps trying to yeah. trade Shay. And it's almost like, well, it's not like he's going to be an entire generation older than the guys around him. He's only going to be yeah. like one of, you know, two or three years older than your Chets and your Josh Giddies and your- 98. You know, so what, is he 20, he's 24, 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah. by the time those guys are ready to play, he'll be in his prime. He can just be the, he'll be the leader of that group. But it's not like he'll be like some grizzled veteran. No, and I mean he's, I mean he's, he's probably going to be all star this year. You would like to think thirty one four and six, or thirty one five and six actually is good enough numbers, especially. Yeah, yeah he has the Canadian him. tax on him though. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Americans don't 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 vote for Canadians quite as much. I do love that the No Dunks guys are all in on Canada's next uh, great run. 
in uh, you know, whatever the next major you know, FIBA tournament is or whatever like that. But, you know, they don't have a bad side, the Canadians. Yeah, this on year, paper. Yeah, it's a bit like that Australian uh, yeah. football side of, the, of like of the, the 2000s. They only really got together for one good tournament run. Yeah. Um, but it was always on paper. It was a golden generation. So like, almost like friggin' Belgium. I heard someone, um, so I think it was Football 365 tweeted that this is Belgium's third attempt at the final run for their golden generation. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep coming back for one last final failed attempt at, at, at their golden generation. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a bit of a, uh, a NBA crossover. World Cup pod, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Like you know, I mean, I look at the Cavs a third. I thought I kind of thought they'd be all right, although they're four and six. You know, they'd be a lot further ahead. But it's kind of evening itself 10, out. Yeah. But it's but it's not. You know, like the Golden State Warriors have been terrible and everything's bad. But they're five hundred. They're yeah. ten and ten now, and you know, it's it's trending upwards. They're seven and three in their last. If they can finally win a road game somewhere around the yeah, place, yeah, I, I think they it, finally it, got one. Which is the first one nine ten on the road. It's just yes. like, oh my god, what are you guys doing? But look, they're probably going to make some moves before also you know redo that bench, get a couple of guys that can just you know, and they'll be back to Golden State again. It's really interesting to see what they do with that because it's it's a it's it's a how much of the future do they want to cash in in order to give this? And it seems like all the all the old stars, the Dre's and the, and the Clays and the and Steph, they don't want to be um, they don't want their their um, their present being compromised by a, a no, bit of a future that they won't be around for. They'll go, yeah. They'll they'll have another swing. I reckon there'll be some sort of move that they'll make to you know bring two guys in for you know bit parts or whatever. Well, they're frantically trying to get you know upskill Wiseman, presumably so that so that they can trade him for something. Um, yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting because he's he's shown nothing as an NBA player so far. No, and then, I mean he'll probably dominate the G League because that's what he should do. Well, and if he doesn't, then he's you know he's essentially even worse, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and look, I'm going to pour a little bit out for my wonderful Sacramento Kings, who are, have been just fantastic. Well, pouring a bit out suggests it's over. They've, they've lost two in a row, but that yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that, they won their last eight. They won, last, yeah, yeah, uh, which was fantastic because you know. So I mean, you can't see this, but I am wearing my vintage fucking whenever they were terrible Sacramento <laughs> Kings t-shirts. So. Look, and I just, the, I, you know, the fact that you know they, they light a beam and you were you know for their wins and it's, it's so good you know it's 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 the perfect representation of a side of a fan base that has would be perfectly happy for them to make the play in yes like if they get to the play in it's like the the best thing that could ever happen and they're in seventh at the moment yeah. you know this is a fan base that's entertained by like World Expo eighty eight spec laser light displays <laughs> yeah, by turning yeah, on a purple light uh, in the the very crowded skyline of Sacramento and you know it, it's not a bad side you know I mean Darren Fox is playing well Harrison Barnes is actually playing yeah. pretty well for them again which he started I mean, Sabonis has been been good everyone wants to, to trade Sabonis somewhere else and all that sort of stuff like no I think. I just think that I don't, everyone says, oh, if they trade for another place, perhaps I don't think this is a team that wants to be sixth and, you know, or fifth or something like that, because they will get their ass handed to them in the first round. But if they turn up and win the playing game and get, and get the eight seed, then that, that is bonus. Like, that's fantastic yeah. for their fan base. Well, and they're half on, a game out of sixth. So, and, and, and the team above them is Utah, who, yeah, who everyone has with. kind of earmarked as not being there for, for a hell of a lot longer. However, behind them are the Clippers, Dallas, and teams including Golden State and the Lakers, so it's you know. Yeah, well, I can't see the Lakers. You would, you would, you would have thought they'd get run down, but I, I as I said end. to Bezo several weeks ago, one of those big teams that we expect a lot of is simply not going to not going to turn up. 
it, it, no, it, it always and happens. And, and is it the Clippers? Is it the, the Mavs? Like, is it the... I mean, the Timberwolves haven't been... I don't know about Kawhi, man. I think he might be permanently... Yeah. You know, this might be... He yeah, might be limited I, forever. Yeah, I don't think... I think this might be the, the, the Swan Song as well, like you said. But, yeah, and even the Timberwolves have been really, really bad. Yet they're still 10 and 9. They're like, weird. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's it, just... It's, like, that's between, there's so many sides that people are saying, oh, yeah, they're playing really well. But then you look and then go like the Clippers. Oh yeah, there's nothing. They're just sitting along. They're eleven and nine, and yeah. then the Timberwolves have been playing really badly, and the Golden State Warriors have been playing really badly, and they're ten and nine and ten and ten. Like, well, it's the, just like the weird thing about Minnesota is that it's the the record. They're above five hundred and they're okay, but the vibes are so bad. Yeah, they're constantly right. chipping at each other in the media, and you know they're sort of saying, you know, well if you pass me the ball, you know we might actually get somewhere. And, and, the, and the Rudy Gobert thing has not worked at no, all. Like, no, it's just you know, and then maybe that maybe the problem all along was Rudy Gobert. Yeah, like maybe this is maybe thing. it wasn't Donovan because Donovan seems to be going fine <laughs> with his with his new with his he's new He's having crew. a great time. Yes, he's having a, a ball, and that's only going to get better. Like that's only that, that yeah. Cavs side is only going to get better once they kind of, you know, and they haven't had all their guys, you know, and like they're always a bit injury. But I mean, he's yeah, thirty points a game in his first season, and with in the side coming into a side where they had a number one guy, yeah, and he kind of had to say, well, sorry, I'm the number one guy now. But you yeah. know, last five games, 32, 31, 39. Oh, that's minutes. Oh, shit, 29, 20, 34, 20. <laughs> He's it averaging half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's still, you know, apart from that Miami game, which is a bit different, but I think they were, yeah, it's just, you know, it's fine. So maybe it was Rudy all along, which just seems weird because, as I said, Rudy should work. Like, it's it's amazing that Rudy doesn't work where any time. But it seems like vibes, man. It doesn't actually seem like yeah. Elmer Court is the problem. It's like, it's yeah. like the problem with Ben Simmons previously was vibes. It's not vibes yeah. anymore. Well, the problem is everybody who's not Ben Simmons because <laughs> Brooklyn are. <laughs> Brooklyn are tenth, and they've lost the last the last game, and they've been a bit indifferent. But Ben Simmons seems to be—he's visibly better every time he plays a game of basketball. That is an odd game. Like they they lost to the Pacers, yeah. I think. Yeah, and like Durant scores thirty six, Kyrie has twenty, Simmons has twenty, Seth Curry has fourteen, and they lost by what? Nine, eleven. Like, they oh, can't like, stop a fucking bus. They, yeah. they are. The they have. The, yeah. the problem is that they've got. You, you think, oh well, their defense should be all right. They've got Ben Simmons. Nobody else plays defense. Nobody. Right. It is and, just yeah, and disgusting. This is, the this is the shop we know. Yeah, Buddy Hill had twenty six. Miles Turner had twenty three. Mm. Tyrese Halliburton, who's been really good again, twenty one. Benedict Matherin, who I've never heard of in my life. He's a rookie. Uh, he had, He's a, a twenty French yeah. rookie, I think. He's exceptional. He's the one that that a lot of the basketball Twitter nerds are. are Oh, that's their their favourite rookie of the year so far. And he's on twenty, yeah, nineteen point four a game, which yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's so. It, it's just a weird year, and the only thing that kind of you look at uh, and go, oh yeah, is that Phoenix are on top of the West, and the Celtics and the Bucks are on the top of the East. Like, yeah, it's just which like, is well, which is the the bit of chalk that we kind of would have expected. But the, and then Denver a second, and I think you know we were all pretty high on Denver when we went to pick. In fact, I think we our picks were Denver. Was I picked yeah. Phoenix first, and and I can't no, remember I it was Denver you or, or Bezo well. who yeah, I would have picked, picked Denver second. Picked Denver. Yeah, he picked Denver, and I would have picked him exactly yeah. there too. I would have picked Denver at one, and I had the, the Warriors at two. And look, I still think the Warriors. Or maybe it's not two, but I think they'll probably be around 
four or five. I think they're picking their, their spots. Uh, there's this. I mean, they're they're eleventh and they're three games away from the first place in the in the West. Yeah, so it's, right. it's it's. Just, I feel like this is you know in by, by Christmas this is all yeah. going to shake out in a very different sort of way. Yeah, and, and I mean even in the in the East, it's a bit sort of there's some weirdness like. You kind of feel like Atlanta have been really up and down. Yet they're yeah. eleven and eight and fifth. Well, they're one of the few teams to have beaten Milwaukee, and they've they've lost some games that they absolutely shouldn't have. I think they yeah, lost they, the Rockets yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And even the Raps, who who you know, everyone's like, oh, the Raps are playing really well and all that sort of stuff. But a few injuries, and they're nine and nine. And, yeah, you know, flat five hundred. It and but and you know, the Brooklyn Nets who have been terrible are nine and eleven. So I mean. <laughs> I feel like the um, difference between a good and a bad Toronto performance is much. Narrower, like their floor mm. and their ceiling are pretty similar. Whereas the floor and the ceiling for the Brooklyn Nets is is like, oh yeah, uh, you know, it's like a ten foot ceiling in a massive basement. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a terrible space to try and heat. Amazingly enough, though, their like their points against for Brooklyn is not as bad as quite a few other sides. Like you would think that they with their defense. I mean, obviously the Pistons are the worst because they're the worst. Yeah, point differential is <laughs> quite funny there because they are like minus point two, and there's mm. like the Washington are mul- uh, you know multiple uh, st- uh, steps ahead of them, at, at, and they're minus one point three. So yeah, it's uh, just the best team with the worst points differential is always funny not, to look at. You know, Atlanta and Indiana are one fourteen, yeah. one fourteen, and all that sort of stuff. It's just yeah, you know, the Knicks are one sixteen, yet they're still ahead of them. Mm. Just you know. And it's like, you know, you feel like other Knicks are playing inside. Well, they are at the moment. Yeah. And they're only two games out of being fourth. So They're a 500 team. That's the thing about the 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 thing about the, the, the Knicks, that they are a resolutely 500 team, and that is it's, progress. It's a, good, it, it's a good season for the fans because even, like, if you're the Detroit Pistons, you've still won five five games. You know, Lando's won five games. She even bloody Charlotte have been terrible. have won six games. Um, yeah, Charlotte you know, lost uh, Gordon Hayward with a shoulder injury. I understand. Is that going to really hurt? I mean, Gordon Hayward hasn't been great for. He a- dislocated his hair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's kind of. It would have if, if there wasn't actually a genuine injury. If this would have felt like a let's put him on the let's put him on ice until we can get him traded so that we can lose more. Yeah, that's right. It would have been a good excuse for them. Yeah. I'm, um, and yet they're I'm a, waiting. and yet they're only two wins behind Chicago, who everyone was, or well, not everyone, but who had a lot of buzz about. I'm waiting for the Sacramento Kings to trade Delhi back to the the Melbourne, um, <laughs> whatever the Melbourne, maybe for a you know like a floor washer or something like that. Maybe they could get a good like <laughs> kid with towels or something like that. A, we'll, we'll give you two for kids a flat of white and, and, a, and an arm and muffin. <laughs> he's he's so bad. Like he's yeah, just, but he's so he might just be bad. there for um. You know, I mean, Paddy Mills has been horrible this year. Um, yeah, and it's been really quiet, hasn't he? Like, it's just... But I think Paddy Mills's job is almost more, you know, uh, end-of-the-bench psychologist for um, for Ben Simmons. You know, a little bit like apparently Joe Ingles is going to have that kind of role when he gets back to it, when he gets out for oh, um, Milwaukee. So the the No-Dunks guys were saying that the Milwaukee blokes are just uh, all over Joe Ingles. Yeah. Like, so he's the best guy in the way. He hasn't set foot on the court for them yet, yeah. but... I think, even, like I think was saying that. last week, they, they were even saying that in Portland, and he never played yeah. for them. He was just he, he was just hanging out, get, using their facilities yeah. to get better. Yeah, because you wonder, yeah, like you, you can't imagine that Joe Ingles is going to get too many reps at the Milwaukee Bucks with so you know, once they they pretty much got all their guys, you know, um, Drew's back. I think they they have better versions of him, but I think you know if he comes back and he's still the guy who who uh, he was for Utah, then that is you, you never have enough. Off the bench shooters, oh, three. yeah, shooters. That's right, and and especially you know, Brook Lopez is having such a good year for yeah. them. Like he's just, um, you know, 
with two bigs that basically you cannot get the ball through. You know, I mean, it's always been the way that if you shoot three, if you shoot lots of threes, you'll beat the Bucks. But if you shoot lots of threes, you'll beat everybody. So that's pretty much the only way you can beat the Bucks. Yeah, because yeah, because no it is what they, it has been traditionally what they what they give up under under Bud is they'll let you shoot a lot uh, from outside, and um, you know, because if you can beat them that can, way with unsustainable yeah. shooting, then that's you know, good luck to you. Hello, Adelaide thirty sixes. Pretty much, didn't Adelaide uh, wave the guy who who won them that game? I think so. Yeah, I, think I think it was the right. import, and he was he was quite gobby, and his behaviour wasn't great. So I think the guy who actually shot them to that win in preseason is, uh, or in NBA preseason is, is just you know no longer part of the enterprise. Trolling around the back of the G League or something like that, yeah. Uh, and that concludes our NBL coverage. <laughs> Professional sport, eh? What a what a what a fun time it is. Yes. But, uh, so it's, it's it's been weird, but it's been good, and it's been you know interesting. And I find myself listening to a lot of no dunks these days, which I find a quite an entertaining way of yeah. sort of being. I, I kind of wish I didn't have to wait. I, I, I'd like to have something for the drive home. Is there a good podcast like so I can get because it's kind of like the day after's review. I want the you know the games have happened. I want to know now kind of stuff but mm. I just uh, one of my mates keeps going oh you, you should listen to um, what's his name Simmons podcast and I'm like I'm not listening to that podcast like the Bill Simmons stuff I just no it's just like listening to an old boomer it's just yeah, yeah. he's um, yeah, he's, he's fucking no Can't no his time has passed it's like listening to Joe Rogan it's like no, no there's nothing oh, good here for you God, nothing yeah. good so, here for you so I need a good like night of the game podcast that I can can listen to uh, um, the the NBA the um the athlete so the same parent company the Athletic mm. um they they do a daily ding so that's like pretty much oh, yeah. the night of or the mo- the morning after it'll just give you like twenty minutes on what happened in each game yeah. just to yeah, let you know what happened and then and then they also have their week their daily show like um they have different people coming on to talk like the, the Zach Harper does the morning does the, the Monday show and. There's a couple of other beat writers do the Tuesday, and then old David Aldrich, the legendary um, former sideline reporter and, and and writer, does Wednesday, and yeah, various other things. So that, that's a, that's usually a pretty good show. Sounds good. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Did you watch any of the Australia England One Day series? Actually, I watched a lot of it. Sure, you and I might be the only people who did. <laughs> Maybe I'd just like to see Australia win. Well, yeah, I tweeted this. It was like, because I had a kind of a shitty, tiring week when the, fir- the first game was on, and Australia were just beating the shivering piss out of England. And I was, I sort of yeah. tweeted, there's something kind of oddly yeah. therapeutic. Just, just. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <sighs> doesn't matter how irrelevant the series is, yeah. there's, always, there's always a time for watching England get the piss beat. Well, just, just by anybody. something therapeutic really about a game that is absolutely, there is completely no doubt about the result of this. And it's going to be that England are going to be hum- the greatest white ball team in the history of one day cricket, as they were <laughs> described. Um, I think by the UK broadcaster when they were trying to, to promote the series. Um <laughs> Well, oh, they just, just got I'm- absolutely flogged, and it was funny. Yeah, it was, and and even just to watch, you know, and the West Indies will be sending them a, a bunch of roses for for getting Smudge back into form because he is in red hot form. Like, well, absolutely. yeah, it, it turns out not not Jack rabbiting around the the crease like you've got a firecracker yeah. up your ass actually no, helps like- a lot. 
rating properly. I mean, look, not to say that his old form wasn't good because his record is a lot better than my test record um, and probably a lot better than most other people's. But yeah, he just looks like, you know, he stepped into that ball and smashed it through covers. And I think he went up to Davy Dum-Dum and said, you know, and I mean, I love Davy Dum-Dum doing his big celebration, all that sort of shit. He's totally out of a feeling. For scoring 100 in the most meaningless game ever. You know, basically when they're bowling, you know, watermelon, actual watermelons down the pitch at them and, you know, Davey Dum-Dum does his big jump up in the thing. It's like, oh, Davey, you know, you could have just... You know, Davey's not good with optics, is he? He doesn't quite get no, optics. No, and this is why he'll never be... Ca- he should never be captain of Australia. And um, not... I mean, A, because, yes, cheaters should never prosper. Um, yeah, but just, although I, we probably just- need to accept that. That, you know, that this this was not a there was not a single gr- gunman on the grassy knoll on the book depository in this case. This was oh, this no. was systematic, and there was a lot more than than Warner and and Bancroft and so forth yeah. involved. It was. Well, I, know, just, I tend to blame Warner because I just think he's that personality type that kind of. But that's the thing. Everybody blames Warner because he's the kind yeah. of guy because he had a track record of being a fucking a, a, a line head butting Joe Root punching flute. You know, he he didn't. Didn't do himself any favours. He he just basically um, he's not like that he cried wolf, but he just his optics were appalling the whole way through. And it's like the the problem is that perception is reality in that situation. People are do people want to believe that he's at fault, whether he was or not. I think yeah, he probably was. I just, I just don't really like him that much. Like, That's the problem. He's just an unlikable little shit. And now he's, he's he's about what is he thirty seven now? You know he's. I, yeah, I mean, this is probably. I think the, the next Ashes series will be it. I would say, like that's what he's sort of aiming for. And then um, it's just a pity that we seem to have found our most potent opening combination. You know, <laughs> at the age of thirty-seven, like because Travis Head is. But that always head. happened. That was, you know, you know, Mike Hussey and um, Kadich was really old when he was when he was uh, a gun opener. Huss and all that sort of stuff. We got them at the back end of their sort of what should have been the back end of mm. their career. Yeah. But Travis Head bats with absolutely zero fucks for what's going on. Like, he doesn't care. There's no... Because Davey over the years, and, you know, and this is good play. Like, you know, he has that explosive opening and then he just sort of reins it back in and pushes the singles until he gets to 100. Um, whereas Travis Head just does not care. Like, he is just going to hit every ball out of, out of the park. And as far as, you know, he got to that 100 the other day and he, you knew he was just looking at 200 and 250. You think, yeah, I can probably get there. Um, doesn't care. You know, like, we, and, and it's probably half the reason why we play so badly is because we, we lose those two or three wickets, you know, in a row yeah. in the 30th over and can never sort of, you know, regain that. It's only for the fact that Smudge is really good at the moment. I'm still not convinced about Labashain as a one-day player. But no, you know, no. And Stoinis is really very oh, binary in his output, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's just... Um, and we've got no Glenn Maxwell because, of course, it all you know, we all fell because down. Because he, he, a, a large man fell on him at a, in a definitely sober barbecue. <laughs> definitely, absolutely definitely sober. Definitely sober. It was absolutely... <laughs> I mean, that couldn't possibly happen while everyone was pissed as a fucking fart. Well, Who were the test it, openers well, for that side? Is it Squadra uh, and Warner? Kawaja and Warner, yeah. And yeah. they've got Harris in the squad as well, but he won't get a game, even though he's yeah. been playing pretty I've never been convinced by Harris, I'm afraid. No, well, if you, the choice is between Kawaja and Harris. I'll take Kawaja well, twice. Kawaja, and Kawaja's, the, Kawaja's the incumbent now, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's yeah, after, after the last summer, and he was just impenetrable. 
Um, the, the poor old West Indies, I think, are going to act as a bit of a whipping boy for us. In you know, I just can't see them. I can't. I don't enjoy watching them get flogged quite as much because it's been an extremely long time since they were really good. I mean, what was it? Yeah. The Saffirs might be a bit more sort of- South Africa haven't lost a test series in Australia for yeah. many, many years now. It might be. And then, and then sort of they, they get introduced on their good, look, the yeah. good side. Like they go Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Well, so, although I guess they just don't- I would have played them in Perth, but the problem is that's home game for South Africa. Yeah, that's right. And, and then and they've got all the, you know, their, their fast bowlers are quite good and would probably like a nice bouncy-ish. Oh, uh, Kagiso Rabada would be terrifying on that shit. Yeah. He's, he's just yeah. a man who – that's the thing. The weird thing with the South African series is that we, we don't – Australia doesn't play them for like three and a half years and then they play back-to-back series because they play a home series and then an away series immediately yeah. afterwards. And it's been like this for – it just seemed like a really weird bit of calendar work. That's been persisted right through the the yeah, last so couple we, of rounds. We, we're doing it again. We go over. Yeah, there yeah, I believe so. Home. Yeah, because that was the question: is who do we make captain for the for the uh, the away series in a, in South Africa? And and the the suggestion was, you know, <laughs> would would making one of the captain for that series seem like a an act of yeah. war? Would that be <laughs> nece- unnecessarily um, confrontational? Yes, and let's do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because um, yeah, anything that gets under what's his name's, you know, um, I was going to say F.W. De Klerk, but that's. A bit- <laughs> I was going to say I'm not sure he's rapid. still with us. I think yeah. he picked Boda might have might have checked out. Yes. Um, no, who's who's their their captain now? I can't remember. No. Um, oh, it's actually it's the, no, it's the oh, keeper. It's actually, the the, the it's little keeper. Dean, no, no, it's Dean Elgar at the moment. But I thought I thought it was the little keeper, but that might be their T Twenty captain. The uh, uh, Temba uh, Bavuma. Temba yes, That's you're what right. That's what I thought. Bavuma. A.B. De of course, is who I was going to say. I thought he retired like four series he ago. Has, but he's just chipping away. He just like won't go away. Speaking of people who won't go away, holy moly. Can we – I mean, as much as I love listening to Can't Bowl, Can't Throw and their wonderful JL Time segment, can he just – you know, he he's going to be commentating on the first test in – Western Australia, and like he's basically called that side cowards. Like, if, if any, if there's ever the act of a coward, it's a guy who gets his, who gets told to go away, and you thanks very much for your time, but go away, and then just can't stop chipping away at the at the side from his privileged position. He didn't get fired. He just didn't get his contract yeah, renewed. Right. And and he and he's got his big goon squad, like you know Matthew Hayden's, the, like the the six foot. Six guy with a cricket bat standing there going, "You want some trouble, do you, mate? You want some trouble? I'll give you trouble, sunshine." You know, yeah. and then all the little chippy blokes on the outside, like Damien yeah, Martin, yeah, and get him, mate, Adam yeah. Gilchrist, yeah, get him, mate, yeah, get him, mate, yeah, a good bloke, yeah, he's a, he just, he just, like, you can literally see the possibility where someone, you know. Dave Warner plays a bad shot, you know, or you know, Pat Cummins bowls a wide and he goes, you know, that's the third wide we've had of this series. And you know why he bowls those wides? Because he's an absolute cunt. Yes. And I mean, I like that. What's his like? <laughs> well, they need someone to have, to have unnecessary agendas against existing players for no apparent fucking reason. Remember when he, when Warner had this um, thing about Mitchell Stark? Oh, yeah. About his body yeah. language? And, and it apparently all stemmed back to. Mitchell Stark making some offhand comment that, you know, that they didn't necessarily, you know, respect the views of, of the former pros. And it's like, why why do we have to listen to people like this? This is And I wonder you do wonder, because I did see a thing um like for the Adam Zampa sort of was talking about Warren's legacy and they're basically saying, you know, yeah, look, I really respected Shane Warren. I probably should have tried to get you know, he did help me out occasionally, but yeah. there were just some days where I'd look at him and go, I can't deal with you today. 
Like I can't, you know, yeah. I, you said this about me yesterday and I don't want to be around you, you know, yeah. because you're, you said you're this, just a complete, this about me. And the, the fact that they would slag them off in, in commentary and then, you know, yeah. it's like, well, and, and I yeah, know that's, that's part of the, that's part of the job of being a journalist. You have to be, you know, you be able to oh. comment, but this isn't journalism. You know, this I is. Th- I don't think it is. And, like, and, and I do like Fox's commentary a lot better. I think, um, I think it's actually, because I feel like they're in an arms race to have a bigger collection of cunts, but. I think, well, I think Channel got, 7 have won that competition now. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's no warning. The only thing I didn't like about Fox's commentary was warning. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that now. No, but, he's, uh, he's no longer available for comment. Uh, but most of the thing I like listening to, to Fox is because I get Isagua on there. Yeah. And she is just fantastic. And if you listen to the radio, you get Alison Mitchell. Like I would happily yeah. listen to those two commentate cricket all day because guess what? <laughs> commentate cricket. They yes. Talk about how uh, when I was with Warney and we were racking sheilas and eating yeah. baked the, the, beans. Yeah. How many pallets of baked, baked beans Warney took on tour? Who gives a fuck? I, just don't, I don't care. I don't I really give don't a fuck, care. bro. Just, just talk to. And she's appropriately, you know, excited in all the right places. She's quite well spoken and intelligent, which you know rules Mark War out of the picture. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just why can't we have more of that? Like, the thing is, you can have one Mark War on a commentary team. You can carry one of them. You can't carry an entire fucking batting lineup of Mark yeah. Wars. I don't. I don't mind Mark Howard. He's pretty like for a non. He's the. I, good I was really non- surprised that he he was actually on the world feed for the the World T Twenty. I thought is Mark Howard now a, a professional cricket commentator? Because I've only is, ever yeah. associated with, with him as just being big bash. You know, a channel. T- well, to be before that, just a, a channel ten sort of jack of all trades because he started yeah. out doing Formula One stuff because he, yeah. he was, you know, he worked in promo for, for the Formula One organisers and he'd always kind of done bits and pieces. So at first now he's a professional cricket commentator. I guess a little bit. And I know Mark Nicholas was a, he played a bit of first class and all that sort of stuff. But he's he like Brayshaw. He's like, yep. they, they were um, um, decent first class cricketers who, who became better broadcasters. I mean, Brayshaw's insufferable, but. You know. Yeah, but he's a decent broadcaster, and I mean, God forbid that if you've got somebody talking on television, they actually should, you know, that should be their first line of yeah of, of occupation. Not you know the the fact that you played Test cricket for Australia does not mean that you're qualified to to commentate on in the same way that you're not qualified to coach it either. Like you know the the Wally Lewis's and all that sort of stuff yeah. of the world who who prove you can't the do Diego either. Maradona but, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some of this shit you can't explain to people. That's right. I know. Why do you? How do you know where to kick the ball there? I don't know. I just do. Like, yes. Well, can't you see uh, that this that that's open over there? Yeah, exactly right. You know, almost like the best coaches. Yeah, the best the best commentators aren't necessarily the greats. Um, I mean, in racing, uh, Neil Crompton was decent but not great, and he's he's a very very good commentator. Martin Brundle was a decent but never won a Grand Prix. Decent but well, not great, and then Murray, and he's um, excellent what's excellent not, commentator. Not Murray Walker, the other one, James. Um, James Hunt was a world champion, but that was a long time ago. That was yeah, he was like, but he was sort of, he was always that voice. I guess, well, not him, but Murray Walker was the. I guess he. he well, made, he was he was a broadcaster. He was yeah. he was, uh, but that was that was back when you used to have broadcasters to commentate things instead of um, instead of ex pros, as opposed to the World Cup commentary, which is just which is mostly world feed guys, and and then uh, there seems to be a lot more. Back in the day, they didn't used to have. Um, they didn't have color commentators. They just had it was mm. just a one dude in a booth kind of stuff. But now yeah. they seem to have a collection of experts. It does tend to be the same sort of voices you hear on the world feeds of the Premier League and and whatever else. It's yeah. just like they're all kind of freelancers who circle around. But as I say, uh, because this because this World Cup is a fraudulent, disgusting, human rights abusing mess. Uh, I've only been watching either three or ten minutes of each game, so I can't tell you a lot about yeah. the commentary. 
I did see a thread today that said, you know, England, you know, records in England versus USA, and it was like 1954, USA won, 19 yeah. such and such, draw, such and such. England, you know, 2022, England nought, USA nought, draw, and someone just wrote behind, wrote behind it, 2022 school shootings, uh, England nought, USA 294. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we still hate USA. We yeah. don't care. Well, the thing is, England, this is uh, – so the, the competing stats before that game were the USA have, I think, in, in all the World Cups, they've won like nine, drew seven, lost 19. So they're, they're not a good World Cup side. Having said that, England have never beaten the USA at a World Cup, and they still haven't. Still so it's kind of the question time. is who is the biggest the biggest set of frauds? The only the only I did actually watch a little bit of that game. I had it on because it's it's on you know the the, yeah. the the last game of the night kicks off at like eight a.m. So I, I saw most of the second half, but I was mainly just watching so that I could follow Twitter because it was just so funny watching two insufferable fan bases just both fretting and freaking out and shitting the bed. <laughs> it was uh, and, uh, and, I, and I tweeted well into that game like uh, a nil all draw is the perfect result for everybody who wants who can't stand either pack other of these pack of fuckwits and it is perfect because it, it um, means that both of them go away miserable speaking of insufferable fuckwits I just like I'm just going kind of my uh, and uh, Dan Andrews won back the uh, premiership of Victoria despite the best efforts of my aforementioned uh, my former employer uh, and I just <laughs> like to say all, all, all they seem to have done is shown how irrelevant they are and yeah this- like that's just, it's just getting worse and worse and worse and yeah like- I mean, well, didn't they did the same with the, the last federal election where they were totally on the wrong side of history and now they're, you know, they're even more so with this Victorian election. I, I didn't, I didn't see how much. What, I think Labor only lost space to the Greens, pretty much like they did yep. in the federal. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's just an absolute shit show. And you just look at it and go, it's just, it's just embarrassing. Like I just wonder how these people can write this stuff with a straight face. Um, you know, and, and stuff on, on Twitter now. You know, the the great conspiracy theory that Peter Credlin put forward that Dan Andrews didn't fall downstairs. He fell down steps. <laughs> like, go, go and watch it. Like, abs- I, I shit you not. Go and watch that. The, the, the what? And I'm just, yeah. Like, I'm just what? like, I'll, I'll tell you. Why? Yeah, like, Who cares I, what kind I, of fucking. But what's the difference between a stair and a step? Uh, like, I think I one is indoor and one is outdoor. Or what, yeah, one I, has, I, I, I think one is filled in. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I mean, this was the basis for like an hour long. I thought I, stairs I, I were just, generally indoor, but that's probably not true. Yeah, I just, I, just, I don't it, 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 it blows my mind. I will send you the link. What has this got to do? These people have yeah. generally lost the plot, haven't they? Apparently, some like, people will hate watching that the Sky News coverage just to laugh yeah. at them. But I can't oh, even yeah, do that. Like, I can't no, even do that because I'm like, these people are insane. It, it was genuinely the the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I just, I, I watched it. I went, oh my god, someone employs this person, and it's just like, yeah, no. Nah. No, can't can't do it. I'm I feel just- like the audience for that might just be people hate watching it and people who are stuck in the Qantas Lounge and they won't change the channel or something. That's yeah, remarkable. So interesting to see which which state Andrew Bolt moves to because he said he was going to leave Victoria if he <laughs> if they got voted out. He's not coming it, to New Zealand. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the na- the natural state of New Zealand is 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 a national party, yeah. a national party government. So I suspect you're seeing like it moved on. Unfortunately, I, I'm encouraged by um by I mean Dan Andrews and. Just mm, have got that similarity. With they can lean on the oh, we got you through COVID. I mean, obviously it was a little bit more fraught in Victoria because there was a lot more anti-lockdown stuff because the lockdowns went on longer and were, were more yeah. difficult. But I think people 
seem to rely on them. Also, because the uh, Victorian Liberal Party are a bunch of insane fuckwits. I did see, I was probably photoshopped, I don't care. It was like a barbecue, it was galore, and there's like more cookers than, more cookers than I the Victorian Liberal Party. I did see that, and I was like, either someone's it, gone rogue, or, or this is Photoshop. But, I think it was Photoshop, but it's pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, it's just wonderful. Then there's, there's all, there's the the beautiful Simpsons meme of the you know, the prime minister sitting there, and they change it to have a sooky cooker or something like yeah, that. Well, that, there's another <laughs> word they use there. Yes, yes, they changed the c word to the yes, other c a, word. But, a, uh, the, the, as someone referred to it, the word with the, the hard t. Um, <laughs> Ah, well, we'll see them next Tuesday, though. Yes. And, uh, and folks, we'll see you next week. Uh, no music episode this week because Bezo and I are a bit oh, out I, of it. I did do a bit of a review for you, though. A quick, a quick, what have uh, you, what have we got? Review. What have we got? I, I, I did quickly Spotify slash Bezo the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. <laughs> oh, God. We're not paying you danger money for this. So can this I, is the second one I, of the year. So this is the, yeah, the second one of the year. Even more. This songs. is the Dream Canteen. Um, and I, I actually read a uh, some site who who review actually reviewed the last album and said it was their best outing in years, which is kind of like saying that you know after a couple of bad bolognese's at your place, it was the best turd I'd had in you know weeks. It's, but it's the new one's worse. Like you can insert the new the one is worse than the one that we reviewed earlier in the year. It's worse. It's way worse. You can insert the wet, sloppy fart noise right oh here. Oh my um, god! It's, it's it's terrible. Like it's. I just don't know what's happened in in people's brains to make them. What is it? Just more classic rock, or no? It, it, it's kind of even slipping further into that kind of. They want to be adult contemporary, but they're kind of trying to. They're desperately grabbing at any reference. So there's a song that that the intro is literally not exactly because this reviewer said it's exactly the same intro as By The Way, you know, the bass sort of chordy thing, but it's kind of very, very similar. And then it goes into something that doesn't sound anything like By The Way. Um, yeah, so it's awful. Please don't buy or Spotify that album and, and make- they're coming out here shortly. I yeah, think, yeah, they're, and- they're, actually, they're actually playing Dunedin. And I'm like, I don't think this is your crowd. I, I guarantee you they will play one to two songs off, the, you know, one maybe one song off that album as they're contractually probably obliged yeah. to do, and then we'll hit straight away into every song off everything from by the way backwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that, that's the business uh, model, which, which I would be, which I would be quite fine with. Like as I said, the, as we've always said, why I don't understand why these bands need to the the, the, the need to release new music. I think it's delusion on these guys' part, but. I think it's just to, just to get attention. I think it's literally just to give themselves a bit of bump. Yeah, um, <sighs> and it almost just might be that it's the um, just what people do. It's it's just the the model yeah. is, that, is that you release a new album. I feel like these people still want to make music, they want to make new music, and uh, it might be the way that they kind of convince themselves to to go around and yeah, and I mean, create, bang create out the same people, hits over and over again. I have a fluffy cat that's currently headbutting the microphone oh, nice. here, which I think is hilarious. But it's uh, probably it's t- it's telling you to get off. So. No, I think it, it's basically also giving uh, Phoebe's also giving her review of the um, the Hip Red Hot Chili Peppers My album, which is that it's a dog shit. Yeah, oh, nice. She's done. She's done better poos as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. On that, on that, on that's uh, charming on note. A positive note. Well, that was our music episode for the week, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And Phoebe uh, and I will be back next weekend. Thanks for joining us this week, Adam. That was much appreciated. Pleasure as always. And uh, good luck, good luck, Straya in the um, in the the final. 
the final group stage. Incoming 2-0 disappointing loss. Incoming Australia. Get ready for it. No Australian if, sport team ever, ever does what we want them to do. I think by my maths, all they need to do is draw. Is, is not lose to they, Denmark if, and if, they are through. No, if they, if they draw. Unless Tunisia pulls yeah, something out their ass and beat. Yeah, if, draw, beat yeah, if Tunisia beat France, then we have to win. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. if, if Tunisia don't beat France, then it's just a draw. And, and it's any. And I can't see Tunisia doing what they're doing the old-fashioned biscotto, unless, as, you know, when the team settle on a result beforehand. Yeah, unless the French decide just to rest half their players and have a have a lay down. But I can't even so, they've got that. the deepest fucking squad. Yeah, you know, even lo- having lost Benzema and one of the Hernandez kids, and um, you know the various other dudes, that they've still got a you know their B team will go out there. We, and beat we should be happy that we led. And I did see something. Yeah, and this this will tell you like no matter what the result, Graham Arnold is not going to be the coach of the Australian football side after this tournament. Whether we. <laughs> Whether we might end up in Melbourne City, or, yeah, or whether we make the semi-finals, because apparently um, they t- the, the instruction from the the coaching staff was that they had to shoot low and hard against France. So him absolutely rocketing that ball into the top of the net was against coaching orders, and thank God, like because the <laughs> French goalkeeper had the low and hard one covered, he didn't yeah. have the one that absolutely smashed into the top of the net. Hard to keep those ones up. That's right. All right, I'll catch you next time. Cheers, folks. See ya. Uh-huh.